Welcome to the Freedom City Church podcast, a podcast designed to help your faith thrive. We hope you enjoy today's message. Hey, thanks for coming out. Thanks for being here. It's cool. I like it. It's good fun. Oh yeah, that's my slide. I'm a simple man. Now, um, well, I'll get right into it. We, we, you might not have noticed, or you may have noticed, that the last three weeks have um, preaching has sort of followed somewhat of a theme, unintentionally from our point of view. Uh, so three weeks ago, we had Chris, uh, Chris preaching is talking about how our, uh, our priorities or our intentions and stuff uh, sort of like lead us in a direction. So if our priorities are lined up with our beliefs, uh, then it helps to, you know, track us to where we want to go. And it's really good to assess those and go through that systematically and stuff. So that was really helpful. And then the following week, I talked about how uh, intimacy with God, like uh, funnily pre-Andy's one, that took it to another level. But mine was uh, around how that, that Sabbath prayer that the Israelites prayed and how you listen to God, you seek and listen to God and then love God as a reaction to that. And be in this constant state of trying to hear God and and love love God and that sort of thing. Uh, and then Andy last week uh, spoke really amazingly about the intimacy with God and and that the importance of being able to sit and dwell and find that space and be in those pla- in that place to to know God. Um, and I reckon that it's 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 funny how those things start to theme. I I, I listen to tons and tons of podcasts and it's amazing how. The, I'll, I'll listen to podcasts from different media sources as well. And in a month, if I look back over a month with a podcast, they'll sort of somewhat, I mean, consciously as well, like I'll be looking for certain things as well. But, you know, you sort of work in themes. Our brains sort of work in themes somewhat. Um, but so this this came about by me and Chris and Andy having coffee and chatting away and sort of semi-debriefing my, my message and as we debriefed it, I'd realize there was just more in it for me. Like we were chatting away, and I was, I there was just unfinished, or like not, I hadn't quite gone far enough. And there was these just this next part of it that I that I, we really felt that I'd like to share. Um, and it's great because we're in a small, amazing community, so we can change, you know, move things around and and react. We can we can pivot to stuff, which is really special in our space here. Um, so. A little funny anecdote that starts this off. I was uh, driving up um, North Lake Road and got to pulled up at the lights at uh, Leach Highway in North Lake. Bunnings on the other side there. Not important. Um, pulled up at the lights and a, and a car pulled up beside me. It's a red light. And there was a family in the car. Full ca- you know, five. It was mum and dad in the front and three kids in the back. And... And I had my radio on and stuff, and the windows up it was a bit warm for me, so the aircon on. But in the car next next door, all all five of them had their arms going, and they were going like this, and they were, it looked like they were just having a full-on party in this car. It was it just looked so so fun, and I'm all about that. I'm all about winding down the window and getting involved in <laughs> my car neighbor's business. That's uh, always fun. So. I was starting to wind the window down in my head because uh, their windows were down as well. In my head, I'm expecting like, I don't know, Tupac or some cool, some like really rad, like 80s jam just smashing up. Um, and it was, but the, their windows were down, it was dead silent. And I was like, oh, there's this moment of being really confused till I noticed that like at least a couple of them had hearing aids in. 
and they were all sign language, they were all speaking in sign language, <laughs> like where they were going to lunch or something, or no, or just having a conversation. And I had this like, this just little embarrassed epiphany, because I was about to like start dancing out the side of my window, which would have really looked odd <laughs> from their perspective, <laughs> especially if they can't hear me talking either, and I don't know sign language, unfortunately. Um, but I had this really, really weird moment where I had made the snap. I'd looked, I'd glanced at a group of people and decided what I saw, like just like that, immediately. And, and luckily it was a funny one and it didn't make any difference and it wouldn't have, couldn't have really gone badly, I think. I don't know. But, but it was like this, this little brief moment. I realised that, that I, I do that a lot with people just generally I look at I'll, I'll see someone I'll meet someone I'll see a post about someone you know some as little information as that and you go oh oh that's what that is that's that's who that person is that's where that person's going that's that person's lifestyle or or, or whatever and uh, I, I sort of had this, this this real deep sense of I've got to track that down because that's not how that's not how we're supposed to think of people as Christians. That's definitely not how we're supposed to think of people. We're supposed to be way better than that. We're supposed to be way more way more onto it than that. Um, now the uh, the way that I was talking uh, about the Israelites in the desert and stuff, and they were they were grumbling away, and and all of their their focus was all off. You know, their focus was all on the problems and all on the, you know, pointing at the leader and pointing out all his mistakes or pointing out the hardships or, and, and it was so much so that they couldn't see the, the promise. They couldn't see where they were, where they were going sort of, sort of thing. Um, and in, in, uh, all through the Bible, at lots of stages, uh, God talks about idolatry and, uh, or, or making false idols, making idols in place of him, um, you know, like Nebuchadnezzar and his giant gold stuff and, all these sort of things, um, the towers and all that stuff that people built to worship effectively their own strength or their own, you know, their whatever they thought. Um, and God talks about how we should never build anything, anything to uh, idolise Him either. Like we shouldn't build false idols of of Him or to Him. Like when we build our build a church building, it shouldn't be us trying to show off about how something something dot 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 anything our God is. It should be a functional place where people can meet each other and love, love, you know, all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, but then also talks about how we are to be, we're made in God's image. And the image and idol are incredibly closely related words. Uh, so when, when it says um, we are to be made in his image, it's, it's, it's like a marker point. It's like that we're supposed to be made as like a, as a, a representative image of God. So when someone sees a human, and it's really important to say that it's, it's, a, it's all humans, all, all men, all women are made in the image of God. When someone looks at a person, there's, there's an, in, an inherent godliness or inherent character of God um, that we can see, can see, and often don't. Um, and when I, when I, when, was that there? Mm. When I was thinking this through, when I was looking at this, I was thinking about um, the frequency at which I 
make decisions about about my life or decisions about what I think of someone else's decisions or have a conversation with someone and have a first initial conversation with someone and will probably somewhat make a decision about whether I think I want to have another conversation with them or not based on that first conversation, you know, like 10, 30 second hello. Um, and it sort of struck me that that if I'm, if I'm missing the image of God in that person, then it's, or if I'm not even looking for the image of God in that person, then it's sort of not surprising that I can then palm someone off and go, oh, well, I've, you know, don't want to talk, don't want to, talk to that guy again. He's, uh, he's a bit boring, or he's this, or he's that. It's, it sort of becomes not surprising that we do what we do and we, you know, we rely on our social media rubbish to to like tell us enough about someone or a, a group of people or a whole, you know, a whole community or faith of people to be able to just go, oh, well, you know, they're obviously the bad guys or they're the this guy, they're this or that. Or, and we categorise, we, we like line up everyone and just, you know, we're just like mowing, mowing down whole people groups uh, without, without obviously, without looking for the godliness or the godlikeness in them. Because if you did, if I did, I wouldn't react that way. I couldn't. Because you'd have to admit at that stage that you're like sabotaging like God's plan. Like you're pushing someone that is made by God and has God's got a beautiful plan for every single person. You're pushing that person away. Like that just doesn't make any sense at that stage. It, like it's not, it's also this tricky thing where like um, I'm, I'm like rapidly becoming a grumpy old man. That's just reality. That's how it works. Yeah, exactly cool. <laughs> Represent. Um, I've only got enough like mental space <laughs> for so many close friends and so many this stage friends. You know, I, I just don't. I just it's, it takes it more effort. <laughs> the older I get, it takes more effort to be a good friend uh, out outwards way. You know, um, and so so like I, I I can remember as a teenager, I'd have I just had. I was in all sorts of friend groups and I was a bit of a social butterfly and I was just involved in everything all the time. I just couldn't do my job and survive like that anymore. I just couldn't do it. I just would be so tired. I'm already so tired sort of thing. Um, so I have to be like still smart about about how I interact with my my community and my family and my friends and, and then everyone else around. Um, but that doesn't change the way, that shouldn't change the way I view someone. You know, we're not called to be best mates with everyone on the planet, you know. Um, we're, we're just not, that's not, because it's not possible. It's not a good idea. You spread thinly and never be anything to anyone. Um, but it, it, uh, we are called, we are asked, we are told to see the beauty of God in everyone we meet, um, and and I don't know. I, to be honest, don't know how that's possible. I, I don't know how to do that yet. I'm working towards, you know, working up on it because um, there's people I've met. Uh, I've yeah, I've been around and done done some 
been some crazy places and met some people that aren't particularly pleasant people, you know. I've met some pretty horrible people that are involved in trafficking and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, that's, a, that's a hard sit down to try and see Jesus in those people, you know. That's a pretty hard call. Um, but I think as well, on top of that, there's, there's our intention and then there's our reality. I do loads of things. I have loads of habits, reactions, ways of thinking that don't actually fully line up with God's plan for my life. Like I'm not, a, I'm not on this like 100% pure path towards you know, righteousness or something like that. I'm on this like rocky mountain craziness that goes up and down all the time, all over the place. Uh, and, and I can only imagine that's the same for everyone else where, where like as much as I'm trying to line up with God's intentions and God's plan and live, as much as I'm trying to live a Jesus-focused day, I, I still do and say and make decisions that, that are the opposite of that, you know, Lo- loads of times, daily sort of thing. And so then you only have to transpose that a little bit to someone that is in a, in a like, A, a different culture to me completely, uh, B, a different country, say, completely, and in a totally different environment where, where the, you know, something that I see as just abhorrent is, uh, is more more just every day in there, not good, but every day, you know, something that's happening. And then you sort of go, okay, well, someone else making those really bad, like from my point of view, really horrible, horrible things to do. Um, maybe they're just trying to get through as well. You know, like they're, I can't imagine that that anyone is out there that is that is just 100% trying to do the worst thing and you know even if they're doing the worst thing but for you know protecting their family say say that say that something like that like that's sort of what I'm trying to say like say there's someone out out there and he's a a king or something he runs a country and he's making terrible decisions from our point of view but he's trying to He's, his intention is to protect his country or, or misled. You know, he's still misled and doing the wrong thing, but he's, that person is trying to do the right thing in their, in their head. So you can put the, the, cool thing about, the cool thing about this is you can put that like action just over here, not forget about the awful thing someone's doing or just the in, not good thing, and you can still go, what do I see of God? in this person, you know. So there's people, um, I, I, met this, I met this guy, uh, I met this guy in Vietnam at the school. Uh, we, we did some work on a school, built a kitchen right up in, on the border of uh, Vietnam and, and Laos. And it's a really dangerous place to be a kid up there, especially if you're poor, especially if you're uneducated. Um, the trafficking is just, they just, once you're across that border, you're just gone forever, and most uh, most people up there, it's in the no foreigner zone where the government doesn't let foreigners really go. So w- once you're gone from up there, you're, you're you know you're gone. You're probably gone, gone. Um, and we met this guy. This guy, this random guy, t- wanted to take us out to lunch, just at the little local town there. And so we, yeah, right. And we were chatting away with our with our guide, interpreter guy. And it turns out this is one of the guys that finds, like, the kids, like, 
tells the guy on the other side of the fence where the which kids are whatever I don't know whatever and um and so out of the the four of us that were over there doing this building trip two, two of us have been Christians in that for a long time and so we've got a you know we've got that standpoint of why that was wrong <laughs> and the other two guys are just just good carpenter guys that that have you know got a moral compass as well uh, and so all four of us are immediately like on the massive defensive, like, what the heck are we having lunch with this horrible person for? Um, but as and as we, I suppose, as we chatted a little bit more, we've, we've you know, we've, I know we respectfully finished lunch and stuff. But as we chatted more, uh, like he talked about how his sister had been, you know, when she was really little, had gone and just disappeared one night, and. And he like the more we talked, the more we saw the humanity, I suppose, of this person, and and it doesn't remove the fact that if I could stop him permanently, you know, if I could lock him up somewhere so he couldn't do these actions anymore, do it in a fluent heartbeat, you know. But this 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 guy had gone through horrific stuff himself, and and. So you just sort of see this little, 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 little glimmer of humanity, and humanity is God's image. That's what humanity is. You know, that's who. Like, you see, I just we just saw this little bit, and I never thought I'd see that in someone like that in my life. I never thought that was even possible. Um, but it, but it is. But it is. That's like God. God made that guy. He he he. Fought him in his mother's womb, he had a beautiful plan for that guy. And this, yeah, sure, he's gone hard astray, you know, like he's he's not following that plan very accurately, um, sort of thing. Uh, but it doesn't. It's somehow, somehow, God's so flippin' amazing and loving and giant that his love for that guy hasn't changed. And his 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 image, his his likeness is still in that guy, and and that's so. I think for for us as uh, as as believers, that's so challenging. That's such a massive challenge with a society that we live in today. That's that's asking us constantly to pick pick this. You know, there's these stupid polls on Instagram and stuff where you have to choose who's got, like, which haircut should I get? And, you know, A or B and all this rubbish. All these silly things that are constantly getting us to, to align ourselves with just stupid things, absolutely ridiculous rubbish things. You know, and, and people now have an opinion. I've got a, a group of mates I hang out with every now and then that are all, like, just single Single bikes, and that end up, we end up going out and having dinner after four, stuff like that. You know, things that single people can do. <laughs> um, but uh, it's amazing how often a, a topic will come up that everyone will get all super opinionated against. That has nothing to do with us at all. It'll, you know, it'll be a oh, just some some ridiculous thing, and everyone will have a strong opinion on it for no reason, absolutely no reason at all. You know, we're seeing that with the with the healthcare system and with the vaccines, things and all that. At the moment, people just haven't like feeling like they need to pick a side, one of two, instead of build their own structured opinion about a, a situation. You know, um, 
the the way that God God's image is in all of us is a a really beautiful picture, I think, of how we don't need to understand things. We don't need to form an opinion, this this like rigid, this rigid pole sort of thing, polarizing thing. We don't don't feel we need to do that to be able to love someone, to be able to move forwards, to be able to act on things. Uh, we can we can be in that space where we're investigating, when we're still like malleable to to move. Like I don't know why we've come to that place where we're all of a sudden we have to just be like this or that. You know, it's 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 incredibly damaging in in for us for in the church because. As soon as you have to make those, like, as soon as you feel that you need to make those calls, like this person or this trait in a person or this, uh, you know, this, like, influence of a person is or isn't good, you know? This person, you know, everyone that fits into this category, uh, they're going to be difficult for this reason. And things we end up... We end up polarizing and and creating spaces that only certain people fit in, um, and that's not that's not the humanity we're called to be uh, at, at at all. You just going on, but I like to allude to the things that are going on around me, Molly. So it makes interesting interludes, I think. Yeah, little pauses of intrigue. <laughs> no. Anyway, all good. Um, the the other the only another little story that I want to share. Um, another little part to this. It, I've always uh, so my dad is a rock solid, really, really, really good guy. Love my dad, and he's uh, he's not a not a, a believer, uh, but he's just one of those one of those just really good people. He doesn't swear. He does, pays his taxes in full. Loves my mum, super supportive of all of our activities, was supportive of, of most of his kids doing church stuff, even though they didn't really want to have much to do with it and all that sort of stuff. Um, he was just a, you know, just a pretty averagely good dad and good, all that sort of stuff. Great guy. Being... I can remember being, and still somewhat today, confused confused as to how he could be like my experience of having a dad was a really really good one like there's a great dad he was my hero he's still my hero um but how I could that could be true while the church was saying that he's like no good and going to hell or whatever dot 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 come and see me later um but how, 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 like it just didn't transpose across. Like I saw the, I could just see so much, so much depth of goodness in my dad. You know, he was such a, he's just such a wonderful guy. And, and yet, like you'd, you'd have to, in in some circles of of church, you'd, you'd struggle to find a message in a whole year that would lift him up as someone to look to for anything. You know. Um, and that was always something that just played on the back of my mind. I didn't, it didn't really, wasn't something that infected me that much, but it was just always there thinking, it was just always a confusion of like, why are these, you know, why are the couple of dozen dads that are coming on a Sunday to the church that I was attending, 
what is it about them that it's that much different <laughs> to, my, to my dad? Like, apart from coming here, like, at least when I get home, the lawns are all done. Like, you know, there was, Sunday was dad's day off. He worked six days a week. So Sunday was when he did jobs around the house and stuff, you know, fixed things and that. So I was like, ah. It just always, always bothered me. It always bothered me because it felt like, and I didn't think this was anyone's intention at all, but it felt like I was supposed to respect my dad less than than said other dad going to church. And, um, and that, I mean, I was just not going to do that. That was, <laughs> that was never on the cards. But it was, it was just this, like, a little internal conflict. And that came up for me in the last couple of weeks as I've been sort of trawling through this thought of, um, of like, my, my dad is in the image of God. And, and those... Those areas that I observed that mattered to me, Dad was just closer than he thought to God. Like to, he was, he, Dad was, Dad was like working out of this deep, intimate, internal likeness of God, and without knowing it, like he, like we do, like we're kinder to people. We, you know, we're just as kind to people not knowing it as we are when we're really intentional. So, so many of the beautiful traits of people. Uh, uh, automatic. We think we just pass them off as as this thing that we do anyway, but it's it's not. It's because we're built by God in the image of God. We we've got these these beautiful things that we the way we think and do things that are because we are of God, you know. And my dad is of God. My dad is designed and and made and loved by God and. So much of my experience of my dad was him being loving and and supportive and and strict, but strict with really strong backup. Like he, we'd, he'd always have a big conversation with me after I'd been disciplined. Like we'd always have a big convo, and I'd always ask heaps of questions. I'd be like, "Yeah, but when this happened, like I was just doing that." And he went, "Well, okay, I can understand that, but you know, man, that's amazing. That's God." That's a godly way of going through that situation. That's a godly father figure, you know. Uh, and he could. There's, there was elements of of my dad's life as a father that you know might have been better or different if he did know God and and more or came to church. That I mean, I still would have loved that to be the reality of it. Um, but I think it's re- just really important that we acknowledge and. And at least attempt to see God in people, with a big full stop at the end of that sentence. That when we, that when we meet people, when we judge whether our actions are being wise around people, when we're deciding how to include people in our church, uh, how to how to advertise or how to reach out of this church, that we use that metric of, of like, what is, you know, what God, what image, what portrayal of God can I see in this person or in this, this group of people or in this community? Uh, and when we do that, when we do that, I think we unlock more from God. We just unlock this next, this next step of understanding people. We, need, we, we sort of are able to then... Like, Kate is the worst word when it comes to this, but we're, we're able to to uh, do things with a lot more intention 
you know, a lot stronger intention because, uh, because we're not trying to like fit someone into or something. We're just, we're just like celebrating, celebrating that they're already there, <laughs> celebrate that they're already, already beautiful and wonderfully made and all that sort of, you know, the whole rah, 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 rah all of that stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to drag it out, but coming up to Christmas, I just thought it would be cool to somewhat challenge us to maybe maybe uh, just try and be like and Chris and myself were talking about, be aware, create a habit of awareness of seeing God uh, in people, in the people you meet, in the people you're working with and hanging out with or your kids or your, your mates or your family or whatever. Um, and start making that like a habit where you, where you, before you make decisions, before you judge a situation, you try and, yeah, try and see some, some God first. Yeah, I think that's the conclusion. That's it. Bam. Thanks for tuning in to the Freedom City podcast. If there is any way that we can help you survive and thrive in your everyday life, we'd love to connect with you. If you'd want to know more about who we are, just head to www.freedomcityfremantle.com. Until next time, take care.